for our diving Hope comes and stops us in our tracks Bravely we prove in our striving Trudging together each day Hello, everyone, and welcome to Raw Recovery. Today's guest is Christine. Am I saying that? Christine, right? Kristen. Kristen, see? That's why we double check. And I'm not even going to go back and redo that, guys. So we're going to do a 10th step right off the bat here. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm, a whole, I'm bad with names. So um, Kristen is, uh, um, she's actually in my uh, home group and um that's where i've kind of met her and she has a really neat story um and just some things that she's overcoming and she has long-term sobriety coming up on 13 years in january did you say yep january 3rd 13 years god that, willing god willing but- that's right <laughs> it's so yeah we we those things are coming up and we can get excited about them but we know better than to plan the results we know better than that Maybe so uh, we have welcome to the show. Thank you for taking thank your time you. and coming on today. Yeah, um, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, where did where did you grow up at? Well, I was born in Miami, Florida, and I actually uh, lived there until Hurricane Andrew came. Okay. And we evacuated my mom and I because my mom, a single mom, my dad um, lived in Indiana. Okay. And, uh, I ended up living in Indiana with him for a little while. And then my mother and I moved back down to Georgia. Okay. So I'm from Georgia, just moved to Colorado about three years ago. Okay. Um, I was a figure skater, fun fact. For wow. Because I trained with Scott Hamilton's coach. Oh, wow. Really? That's cool. Yeah. That's cool stuff. Where did you train at? That- well, I started at the mall I trained up in Indiana, and when we moved to Georgia, okay, I, um, I trained. Actually, we lived right next door to the ice rink because okay. my mom, being a single mom, it was hard to get like get me to and from yeah skating. So mm-hmm. I would just walked there. Like she would drop me off at five in the morning. I would skate. I would walk home, get ready for school, get on the bus, mm-hmm. get off the bus when I got back, go back to the rink. And then she would pick me up like later on. Wow. That's pretty convenient. Good for you. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. So yeah, I, um, I grew up mainly in, outside of like, like the suburbs of Atlanta. Um, it's UGA. Okay. And, moved to Athens, stayed there for 13 years. And that's where the, um, that's where I got, where I got sober. Oh, okay. I thought you were yeah. going to say that's where it started. <laughs> yeah, that's where it Threw ended me for a loop. long before that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It started with vodka and surge okay. with my, when I was like 14. Yeah. Surge, I remember that. Yeah, that was like the beginning of the energy drinks. I know. They were they're out again, I think. I don't know. Are they? Yeah. But it just made me feel different and it was fun. And honestly, like I always felt like a little bit different than everybody else. I was a very I'm an only child. So I was a very lonely child. It's weird. I didn't have imaginary friends. I had imaginary dogs because I always (laughs) liked animals. Okay. back of the school bus so they could run uh-huh. school with me because they weren't allowed on the bus <laughs> I don't know what that was about but I always felt like and I hear this a lot with um people in recovery is that mm-hmm. they just feel like they don't quite fit mm-hmm. in yeah we don't belong no why well what do you think about that um, I would say that almost every person I talk to says that yeah, you know, it reminds me of the of Sesame Street when they're like, "One thing here does belong," and it's me. Yeah, I felt like the cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very very good point. The cheese in that one, yeah. The cheese stands alone. Actually, I had a roommate in the recovery house I was at for eighteen months. 
tell me, Kristen, you're not the cheese today. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be alone today. Yeah. You know, I didn't, uh, my daily reflection was on that today, actually. Oh, really? On, uh, that we're never alone, that we don't have to be alone anymore. And that in itself was like the biggest relief for mm-hmm. me, whether it be, um, knowing I have people in the program to support me mm-hmm. or with my higher power and truly having that connection. Mm-hmm. Cause right now I'm more alone physically like than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel alone and the right people have come into my life that I needed. And I am in the place I'm supposed to be. Do you, do you mind filling people in on what kind of what's going on with you right now? Cause you have, but you have like several different things happening. Yeah. I have a lot going on. Just, it's not, I don't let, it's not busy. It's just life. It's not, mm-hmm. I'm not busy. It's just life on life's terms. So I have been through, I used to say the five major stressors. I think it, moving across the country, mm-hmm. death of a family member, mm-hmm. um, job loss, sickness, yep. divorce. And I was recently in a that's, wildfire. Yeah, that's six. Six. six <laughs> Actually, stressors. Yeah. And um, that started three years ago when I moved to Colorado okay. with my now ex-husband and um, it just, you know, you can look at it a few different ways. I am honored to go through the things that I'm walking through right now. Okay. Because I feel like I've had a lot of friends not make it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think a lot of times people are afraid to open up and just be human for one moment. Yeah. And um, they go in this hole. And so it's not pretty sometimes. Right now, I'm currently sitting in a timeshare where, ironically, it's the timeshare, the last place I stayed before I planted roots in Grand okay. County. All right. Um, and it's totally because God put these girls in my life that got me in a vacuee room because mm-hmm. I mean, my city was burning. Um, so... About four months ago, my my now ex-husband, we called it quits after okay. 12 years being together. We got mm-hmm. together. He is in recovery, too. He, we got together okay. when we were very fresh, young in recovery. It's not recommended. I always would tell my sponsees, we are the <laughs> exception. We are not the rule. Yeah. Um, you know, we just grew apart. And so I was very traumatized because I had had, I had just found out about my first autoimmune disorder Okay. and I had been struggling to do that and fighting for myself with the doctors. Like, no, I know myself and I know I don't feel right. Like, Mm -hmm. and that's like standing up for yourself and advocating for yourself will get you very far. And I was only given that confidence through the program Mm -hmm. to know who I am enough to know who I'm not. Yeah. Um, and how I feel and how what's normal for me and what's yeah. not. And finally good on, found good on you. That's that's a tough one to find out. You have to be very, very honest with yourself. I I deal with acute anxiety and PTSD. So I get that in a in a sense. I, I understand that, but I have to be very, very honest with myself mm-hmm. on what's going on, even if it's something that I don't like. You know, right. that's okay. That's okay. I can accept that and do something about it. Right. Do the next, sometimes not the next right thing, but the next indicated thing. Yeah. yeah, I like that. You know what I mean? But um, I had like a doctor look at me because I thought it was mental Mm. and it is partly like I have struggled with mental health issues. Sure. Um, Clinical depression. I've had the whole, like I was just, trying to figure out why I couldn't get out of bed every day and why mm-hmm. I felt so bad every single day. And I have Hajimoto's thyroiditis, which is when your um, cells are attacking your thyroid. Yeah. So my thyroid was not producing enough hormones for me to be able to function. Okay. And it threw everything off. So anytime a doctor tells me that they can't, because 
later down down the road, two months later, I got diagnosed with fibromyalgia and I had felt, and you know what? So many people will not look at the physical components of mental and, um, it's really important to look at all of it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, how's your emotional, spiritual, mental, physical health? Yeah. Yeah. You have to keep an eye on all of those. In fact, we have a doctor coming on tomorrow on the podcast. Talk about the physical portions of what alcohol does to you, Uh, you know, including, you know, DTs, wet brains, livers, kidneys, you know, your teeth, you know, uh, you know, you get something wrong with your teeth you can screw up your whole immune system. Yes, you definitely can. I need to go to the dentist too. <laughs> <laughs> there's, your, there's your reminder. <laughs> you know, Grand Lake, Granby. I mean, there's a dentist around here. I've passed it, but it's just, we don't even have a Walmart or a Target up here. Mm-hmm. I went from being in a big four-story house in Denver to like, I um, lit my home home right now is above the Grand County Search and Rescue and it okay. is in the process of getting plumbing and I use the, the, a church's facilities and it's not because I don't have the money it's not an assistance program it's just a space mm-hmm. it was a god thing because yeah. I like I I believe in keeping an extremely open mind when it comes to spirituality and my god has changed and transformed over the mm-hmm. years. And really it's the ego that needs to define God. Okay. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. not like God, that's us. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that my higher power knew this was going to hurt and it was going to be very difficult. And so he put me in literally one of the most beautiful places in Colorado. Yeah. And he put me around um, people, but I'll be honest with you. I don't have plumbing right now. Well, I shower out of church and I walk across the street with moose. It's all moose. <laughs> um, and that's home. I haven't, I've started completely over and it's been ugly and uncomfortable, but my higher power saw it coming. You know, I got to work remote so I could go when my dad had a heart attack a year ago, I could go down there. Yeah. Work from there. And now going through this, like work from where I am, wherever I am. And um, that wasn't really like the case for me before getting the opportunity to work remote. I was an on-site property manager for mm-hmm. 10 years. Huge, passionate, and very passionate about that industry because it is a sense of community. Mm-hmm. Um, it is building community. That's the foundation of it. It's not about the bottom line. It's about keeping people safe and having a, them a, provide a, a comfortable place they can be proud to call. And, and a, a safe place. Yes. And I actually have been on an asset that I had gang violence and I had mm-hmm. drive shootings and I had to go to the doors of these um, gang members, uh, girlfriends or whoever. And I had to get down. And I think it's only because of the road I've walked mm-hmm. that I could really get down to their, where they're at yeah. in a non-judgmental, transparent way and be like, look. I need you to go. Yeah. I need you to clean up your thing. You clean up your apartment. I need you to turn your keys. I need you to go. Cause an eviction would have taken like two months. Yeah. You know? And they did. I was like, let me just borrow you from the property. I'll release uh-huh. you. And I had cops with me. So I mean like that kind of stuff in itself is a miracle. Mm-hmm. We've been given amazing. Gift. We can do things. Other people can't. Right. Because we understand. Mm -hmm. Because we've been there. We can mm -hmm. speak, we can speak the language. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And also know, like, just empathize, Mm -hmm. but not even say anything. I believe in sitting in silence sometimes and just being there Mm -hmm. for somebody. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So. You've been, uh, you've kind of been, uh, you, what you've been talking about actually just reminds me of a Rolling Stone song, which is, you don't always get what you want, but if you yep. try, sometimes you might find you get what you need. And yeah, that's absolutely what God does for me in my life. 
You yeah. know, I can plan the plan, but I don't. And even then, I don't even plan the plan half the time because God's got something else going on. Even today, my, you know, my plans have already changed according to. But what's cool is now I'm in a position where I'm available to do that. You know, and I enjoy yeah. that. Um, I never know when somebody, something may pop up and say, hey, Dion, you know, I need to go to a detox or I need help. We never know what's going to happen in our world. No, and I think we shortchange ourselves when we try to define our lives mm-hmm. according to what we know. We know but a little, you know, and it's a very hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. I would have never thought that my whole life, I picture myself standing on a rug and somebody just ripping it out from under me. Mm-hmm. I love like Alice in Wonderland falling down the rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> but if, if anybody ever gets a chance to look at some Alice in Wonderland quotes, they are amazing mm-hmm. like there's one that says if you can't look on the bright side i will sit with you in the dark mm-hmm. yeah and you know what i think that's that's just so meaningful mm-hmm. because there have been days where i was afraid of myself i was afraid of what like right now i used to know exactly what my life looked like okay i don't know that now mm-hmm. every it's day by day and i hear people a lot of people saying taking it day by day I used to own a home, you Mm -hmm. know, like I just got a storage facility and it made me feel a lot better, Okay, (laughs) you know, because it has completely changed. And though for, though sometimes I literally felt like I wasn't going to make it because of my physical health Mm -hmm. and just the mental health one night. I slept with rocks all over my body because I have never experienced the emotional pain that I experienced mm-hmm. my first week out of my home, wow. my ex home. Um, but I just, I didn't know what to do with the pain. It was all over my body. Mm-hmm. I had re- I realized that I had been, I'd been ripped out of my comfort zone Yeah, and I couldn't go back. And it was me. But it wasn't just me. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I might have been alone at that time, but I know I have friends in recovery that rally around me regardless. Absolutely. They feel, they feel what I'm going through, mm-hmm. whether we're talking or not. And I had a higher power there with me. And I had gone on a hike that day and I'm a really big rock collector. Okay. And so I collected all these like really big rocks. And I just, I was so... I never felt so um, like, I can't even explain it. I didn't know what to do, you know, nothing would have made it better. So I just laid down and I put rocks like all over my chest and I just breathed, breathed and I fell asleep. Wow. You know, and I think that all of that going on the hike, being in Steamboat Springs, because I Mm -hmm. timeshare hopped until I landed where I am now. Okay. And being open-minded and willing and honest with yourself on where you're at, yeah, where I'm at, that has, like, how ridiculous is it to put rocks? But something told me to do that, and I, I fell right asleep. You know, I we're, we're listening, and we, you know, for me to say that it sounds, I don't think it sounds silly at all. You know, I, because, because I can feel, I'm, I can feel what you're saying and you know, what you did is you went, you went trudging to find God, you found him. I mean, he answered you and, you know, for you to be able to just be able to fall asleep going through all that pain, that's a miracle. Alone in a hotel. Yeah. You know, going from the, going from all these creature comforts you know, yep. running water, you know, oh. uh, electricity, having a roof over your head. We were talking yeah. about that right before we started. Right. So, having a roof yeah. over your head. No, you don't need one to get and stay sober, but gosh, darn it. It helps. It does because you have more control over your environment. Like um, you don't want to be around, especially early in recovery. You don't want to be around the nonsense. Uh, you know? Yeah, 
but I'll tell you, I already know I'm being used because I've, it's based on attraction rather than promotion. And I really have had two people like ask me about what I'm doing. Like mm-hmm. I've been sober for almost 13 years. You've really, I'm like, yeah. What do you think is not possible? And they don't. Yeah. And it, it's one day at a time. You know what I mean? Giving mm-hmm. myself a break, doing the work. It's a spiritual program. The spiritual program is, I'm sorry, notification. The spiritual program <laughs> is the basis of the foundation because there's going to become a time when there's going to be you and it's going to be between you, the drink and God. Yeah. And if you don't have a God, you better get one. You don't have to have one when you get here, but you're going to need one to stay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's but- true. That's why I'm, I'm a big uh, I'm a big one two and three step person, yeah. Because that's my foundation. So yep. I work on steps one, two, and three every morning before I do anything else, because yep. I know that if I have a tough day, then I have something to fall back on. Right, and being honest about where you're at, you know what I mean? Because I like to believe. I'm very hard on myself growing up as an athlete and everything. Yeah, I can see that. But you know what? I discovered beating myself up, trying to be the hero, trying mm-hmm. to like never fall, falter, stumble, or be sick or any of the things because I'm physically weak. Like I'm getting better. I'm on a journey. Mm-hmm. Denying all of that stuff is not being honest with myself. Yeah. It's not doing me any good not to take care of myself mm-hmm. and admit that I am a little bit powerless over it right now. Yeah. And me continuing to act like I have been, that I'm fine, which is impossible. That's making <laughs> my life unmanageable. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I need to be restored to sanity. Yeah. And that's where God comes in. Yeah. And God has is helping me walk through and balance my job. I've only missed a day and a half of work. Wow. All this started, but that's my, that's me though. I and mean, your stubbornness, huh? Yeah, I probably okay. should miss more. Yeah. Um, but restoring me to sanity of stop, just stop acting like everything is the way it was, and take care of yourself and go yeah. and really immerse myself in the journey I'm on. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, I'm just glossing over it. Yeah. Well, and you're gonna and you're gonna miss some stuff. Exactly. And that would and really, that would really suck after all that work, you know, to miss the gift from God because we were closed minded about something silly. No. Right. And just, just like, and it, it's fear based, right? Like, yeah. so I was um, let go from a job. Basically I'm in my industry that I'm in, I'm written for national publications, whatnot. Wow. It was basically these people didn't like me. Okay. And I never thought that you could be let go because people pretty much just didn't like you. And mm-hmm. being the manager, I guess it was easier. And I signed the severance and I got the money. And um, like it's just been the the onion has been peeled. And I'm back in my industry now, and I'm doing a lot of really meaningful, wonderful things. And I think God literally had to remove me from the role I was playing because I kept playing the same role in different places mm-hmm. to a role that I could make a difference on a wider level. Yep. And I had to start back at the bottom. I took like a really, really, really big pay cut and that was fine. And um, I started over on a different side of the same industry. And now I get to like connect with people mm-hmm. just like in the program where they're at in their day to day and give them tools yeah. that will make their lives easier, better, faster, and more efficient. And I think that it's a parallel and that's why I desired it but God mm-hmm. had to remove me God had to remove me a lot like this divorce I believe that God removed me mm-hmm. you he had know? to take so, you out of your comfort zone to get you to do some things yes because otherwise I would have just continued to try to figure out what's wrong with me and yeah and thought about what was wrong with me since I've been out like the way that I used to yeah. I'm not under a time limit to get better. Nope. And that's very freeing. And that's where I can, now it's up to me to practice some self-acceptance and self-care. Mm-hmm. Am I there yet? No, I'm supposed to be following a special diet. 
you know, I need to take the suggestions that are being given to me. Cause that's another thing in the program. Take suggestions. We mm-hmm. offer suggestions. Yeah. Somebody, if they take them or not. Yeah. Um, I've taken a lot of suggestions, but you know, it's the same thing. And we practice these principles in all of our affairs. That's right. The same thing. Take suggestions in all your affairs. If your doctor says that you don't need to eat dairy, sugar, gluten, like, why are you still eating vanilla Oreos? Why are you still eating peanut butter? Because I'm not taking suggestions. Yeah, not to, we're so, not taking care of ourselves that exactly. way. I'm still doing it. I'm yeah. It's a little bit difficult, but there's no excuses. There's no excuses. I don't allow that. Like, just, I'm not taking suggestions. And until I do, I will not reap the benefits of the suggestions being offered to me. Same yeah. thing with the program. Yeah. You know, you can you can do anything you want as long as you're willing to accept the consequences. Mm. They're bad. That's it. it. And it's funny because we come into the program trying to control everything. And, you know, that's what we really want. So we take all that away from you. And then come step nine, we kind of give back. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, here, you can have control again. And we don't know what the hell to do with it, you know, because we're not the same person anymore. Um, I did sales um, right before I sobered up. I couldn't do sales anymore. I would get a panic. I would pick up the phone, start dialing. I get a panic attack and run, really? literally run. You, it wasn't what you were supposed to be doing. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it. And that's what I, my wife, my therapist kept telling me. They're like, Dion, we don't want you to work. If you do work, it's going to be in the recovery field, helping other people. Other than that, no. Yeah. So that's what I do. I believe in that 100%. I couldn't mm-hmm. sleep in my house the month before. Like, I could not fall asleep to save my life. I didn't feel comfortable. My body and my spirit already knew something was about to change. Yeah. Before I did. Yeah. And um, sometimes it's just, it's just one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. You know, well, all we all we have is right now. There is there is nothing else going on besides you and me talking. Other than that, that I don't have anything else. You know, exactly. and if I have if I have one foot in yesterday and one foot in tomorrow, I'm just pissing all over today. And I'm not I'm not willing to do that anymore. No. I am no longer willing to abuse myself or or God's children. That's just, it's not in my playbook anymore. Share that. Yes. And I believe that, I believe that in the present moment is where perfect love exists. It's the only, it's the only place it can. Because you don't have it, anything else. Right. Like, because of course, you know, coming out of a long marriage, mm-hmm. had some resentments against love and what love was. <laughs> And um, I've learned a lot about it. I've learned a lot about what love really, really mm-hmm. and truly is because our human will and our fears and our egos, that gets all mixed up. Our complacency, it gets all mixed up in what yep. love is. Yep. And that's not love. That's not the perfect love. Mm-hmm. Perfect love is being right here, right now, where worldly things mm-hmm. and spiritual things come together and it works. Yeah. But if we are casting our fears out and projecting how can we love you can't That's love when you're different. like that yeah it's a different word i don't know yeah. what word it is but it's a different word um the way i kind of see it is um love is just very simple and we don't need to overdo it we don't need to overthink it Mm-mm. we just need to let it be what it is you know right what it isn't and you know for me as a man you know that was kind of uncomfortable you know and i think i think that's why we're getting a lot more women in recovery right now because it's become more of an emotional you know you've been you've been in aa for a little bit and i don't know if you know this but aa is turning more into emotional sobriety yeah and i love it i love it yeah we're making a big comeback um yeah i do too because you know I started we, out in na for nine years mm-hmm. um, and i switched over 
Sorry, I was looking out my window. I switched <laughs> over to, um, I mean, I went to AA meetings, but I just like identified with the NA text mm-hmm. um, at first a little bit more because the big book is very, I love how we do recovery up here in Colorado, at least the way my sponsor and I do it, um, mm-hmm. going together and reading and stuff. And I actually have a sponsee back in Georgia that wanted to work the AA program. So I'm taking her through it nice. and we're reading the book together as well. But I love the spiritual aspect that is involved in it and the um, emotional sobriety. You know, I can work the steps on anything. Um, I've worked the steps on quitting smoking, which I started again after 11 years. So bad. Okay. I will quit again. Okay. I but, can't give you a hard time. I smoke. But it's well, next on my no, list, and I'm praying about it right now, too. So I don't have the desire to stop. I'll know when I need to stop. That's I'm, the thing. I don't want to. It, yeah, you have to want to. But, you know, I did quit smoking, like, for 11 years, and I worked steps one, two, and three. I can work on steps one, th- two, and three on any situation that comes in my mm-hmm. day. Um. Am I powerless over this? Am I trying to control this? And I have no control. Is it making mm-hmm. how is it making my life unmanageable? What am I doing that is the same thing, expecting different results yeah. to control it? God, please restore me to sanity. Take my will. Let me just surrender, surrender, mm-hmm. surrender, surrender, and do the next indicated thing or yeah. right thing, depending on how, where you're at. It's yeah. indicated thing when I'm extremely emotional and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, or evacuating for a fire. I had to like take my dogs and then come back into the fire and then left. Oh, but you man. know what? God has introduced me to people. He has put the right people in my mm-hmm. path. I had immediately a place to go. Then another place to go. Like I stayed with a friend I met that owns a boutique. Like okay. if you're open, remaining open, magical things will happen. Mm-hmm. And though I don't, look or feel very strong right now i'm stronger than i've ever been i don't get i I don't get that feeling from you i think you might be putting that on yourself i think i think you're right you're probably right because well because i look at i compare my i compare my insides to other people's outside sometimes i i get that no i find you to be a pretty strong person thank you yeah i mean i think it takes a lot to come on here and talk about what you're going through. And, and so just in, in that, uh, you know, got to give respect where it's due, honey. I'm honored to be able to do it. And that's like my biggest thing, like, because there have been times where I couldn't get out of bed. Like Mm -hmm. it feels like somebody's pushing anybody that has fibromyalgia or anything like that, like that struggles with it. Like there are times when like, I can easily beat myself up for not being able to do normal things as mm-hmm. easily like laundry. Oh yeah. Something like that. Like I went to drop the dogs off and that house was perfectly clean. And like my world on the outside kind of looks like a mess, like <laughs> or everything. That's okay but, though. You know what? Those are the details yeah. that don't really matter at the end of the day. Like I'll yeah. get them. But being here is where I need to be. Mm-hmm. You know, doing my job is what yeah. I need to do. Connecting well, with my God. You know, you've got it sounds like you've just gotten so many gifts, you know, Absolutely. by by something that other people or we we may even consider bad. Yes. You know. Why me? Why me? That's an easy That's trial. it. Now I'll tell you why you because you're sober, you got work to do. Um, why not you yeah there you go why not why not you you? what makes you so special that you don't have to walk through these things you think Mm -hmm. other people you have been i've been chosen well and you know even though yours is fibromyalgia and mine is ptsd we go through the same things Mm -hmm. because you feel bad for not getting the laundry done i feel Mm -hmm. bad when i'm invited and i can't go because i just you know no, I struggle um, with anxiety and depression. So, so very much. fuck guilt. Screw guilt, man. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done with guilt. If other people want to have a problem with it, you know. Um, yeah. but, I agree. But I'm honest and transparent with those people. I don't think I and would. That would be that's- good for me. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we get it. 
nobody gives me a hard time about it. Yeah, sometimes it's hard because um, I am the type of person I'm actually getting a, I'm getting a sleeve done right now on my arm. Nice. And I'm getting a human heart tattooed on it because like I do wear my heart on my sleeve for the sake of <laughs> and being open and it is a risk and it's sometimes hard to feel like a little bit deeper or like be a little bit more transparent or being a little bit more willing to reveal yourself mm-hmm. when there's a risk of like I said when I got fired they didn't like me whatever like that your mm-hmm. security could be threatened that's so it's courageous for you to even like tell people why because mm-hmm. you don't really owe them that you know what I mean but like what if there's what if one of them are struggling through the same exact thing you are that's exactly you know what it. I mean but that's why I'm transparent yeah. about it yeah you know what I mean like, what if some of these mental health issues have physical components? Mm-hmm. Did? Yeah, Mine my, did. my PTSD. Oh, yeah. I'll start shaking. I'll sweat. My, uh, my, my B, yeah, my BP will go through the roof. Mm-hmm. And then all that blood rushes to my brain and I can no longer think. Nope. I experienced. Mine has more been, and I think a lot of it was because I was in the wrong environment. I wasn't where I was supposed to be. God had to move me. Mm-hmm. God was moving me the whole way. And, um, but my body started attacking itself and I don't know how much more clear you can get. Yeah. They're not living your why. <laughs> <laughs> because I would do like meditation and visualization and I would see something completely different than what I was sitting in. Yeah. And I was like, that's really because I wasn't planning anything. Yeah. I was just getting quiet. And when we get quiet and go within, it can be scary. It can be. But it can be beautiful and yeah. it can be powerful. Um, you well, know, it can, it can be scary, but not necessarily fear. I mean, it, it's scary because of the unknown. But once you get there, you know, it's kind of like, I don't want to go to a meeting today. And you go to a meeting and you're like, oh, that was a really good meeting. It's the same thing. You're going to yeah. find out a lot of cool stuff about yourself. Yeah. Like, I can tell you, though, for meditation, when you get quiet and go within, it can be really uncomfortable because it's kind of like doing a fourth step. Mm-hmm. But you're striving to go deeper and deeper and be with yourself and sometimes like you don't like the way that this something's affecting you You think you should be stronger or Mm -hmm. like this you can feel some really 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 big discomfort and it happened to me about nine months ago when I started meditating hardcore again and it happened to me recently on this journey it's been very hard to get quiet but you know what I found that helps is I find that sitting on the earth, going outside, okay, breathing, holding like something that is not, that is a stick or a rock. I know this mm-hmm. sounds weird. No, not to me. I get it. Not grounding mm-hmm. and pure. Um, it's really helped me to go because I feel rejected. That's mm-hmm. how my ego feels is rejected. Mm-hmm. And I'm so it's it's hard to go within and accept again. Yeah. But I'm not but doing anything. I pull weeds and meditate. Heck yeah. Are you getting, <laughs> my mom and I were big on that. And I'm not very good at all that stuff, but it doesn't matter. You know, I'll go pick up dog poop. It doesn't matter. I'm what I'm doing is yeah. I'm removing myself from the situ from the equation so that I can hear. Um, and I feel yeah. like the earth actually is very, I love playing in the dirt when I'm trying to do that. Oh, I will hike barefoot. I being by the lake or a stream. Cause I'm on grant Lake Granby. Yeah. Um, and everything like I went the other day, I hadn't been in a while because I live really close, but I'm displaced and we could finally go back in the area. Like I just sat down and I was just like, <sighs> yep. And I really feel like God knew. God knew that this was going to be hard and it was going to be tough and it was going to be heartbreaking for me. But you know what? He put me on a beach of 
rocks that all look like quartz. No lie. I have some, I have like this huge rock collection. But I believe you went to a meeting one day while you were on that beach. I go to the meetings on the beach a lot. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I noticed that. I always thought that was pretty, pretty, everybody else has like their backgrounds and stuff. You're like, no, this is real. (laughs) No, it's funny. I was, thought it was hilarious. I was on a conference call for work the other day and everybody is changing their backgrounds, but mine keeps changing because my life does. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's awesome. Kristen, where are you? It looks like you're yeah. in a nice place. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was where's Waldo, but now it's where's Kristen. So right. <laughs> right here. But no, I I really believe like you know, trying to fill so the reason I drank and used was because I wanted to feel different I wanted to fill that emptiness that void within mm-hmm. myself and that's a spiritual that the spiritual realm is the only thing that can fill it and we keep trying to fill it with each other Absolutely. and we're hurting each other yeah by doing it yeah. we need to stop that we need to stop hurting each other and stop using each other to fill our void mm-hmm. we can use using- a lot of different Using somebody else to make you feel better is just selfish. It is. It is. Uh, and we uh, need to really become aware of that and go deeper, you know? Because honestly, like, it's hard to be courageous and, you know, it's hard to get transparent and honest mm-hmm. with people that might reject you or whatever. Yeah. But, like, it's also hard when you get hurt because you, if you really are aware of the whole, the God mm-hmm. side, yeah, you can point out when you're doing it, mm-hmm. when others are doing it, yeah. And it's sad. It's hard. It is, and it's hard to it's hard to pull away from too, because we were mm-hmm. we were brought up, taught to use other people to make us feel better. We were taught that. Well, I'm your mom. I'll always be here. You know, these different relationships. So we didn't really understand. You know, I didn't, at least for a long time, that it doesn't matter whether it's happiness, sadness. It doesn't matter. It all starts with me and ends with me. Nobody else controls my feelings. They might affect how I feel. But what I do with that is, is my choice. And I love right. the fact that you bring up the, the courage because people in recovery have a lot of courage. So, you know, you and I come on here and we speak because there's a lot of people that can't or won't. Maybe they can't yet because they don't have enough time. Maybe they won't because they are in a certain position and they need to remain anonymous. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's okay. Um, thankfully, you and I can be in a bit well you're you're kind of anonymous too but for me yeah i'm a i'm a recovery personality it doesn't matter to right. me. um i'm at a place where it doesn't matter what you say to me or what you think of me so i can come on here and do that for other people um and and then talk with other people like yourself so let people know there's hope man oh yes there's hope there is so much hope um it's just hope is a very, very, very important principle for me. Mm-hmm. It's probably the most important. I can draw hope from anything. Yeah. I always tell people, remember the good days because that's where you can draw some hope from. Mm-hmm. Not going back to the past, but and not even being the person you were then, but like knowing that this too shall pass. There was a sign at the recovery house I was at that said this too shall pass right by uh-huh. the sign sign out sheet. And that's really been, that's really true because we make permanent decisions and mm-hmm. um, in temporary situations. Mm-hmm. Even, even the pink cloud, this too yeah. shall pass. <laughs> I never got the pink cloud. No, no, you never had the pink cloud. Where you just feel so elated, very like way too happy. No, I, I wouldn't just, I guess the pink cloud It's like for me, like I see the pink cloud, like they come, people come in recovery and they're on this pink cloud because they got, they feel great. I felt like crap. I literally had brain zaps for days. I had to go to class. My recovery house was like 
walking distance from where I was going to college at the time, which is a God thing. And um, no, I felt horrible. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I was sitting in between my, a great, okay. So my recovery house, I was, I had just graduated finally with my degree, my first degree, which was like five and a half years. Okay. (laughs) Took the long way because of my, I had to get incompletes because like I had a problem. Okay. Professors that I still talk to today and helped me and encouraged me over a decade later, like they're still in my life, but Mm. they gave me incompletes and let me go and get help and like come back and finish. I had a lot of work to do when I got back. Yeah. Okay. When I graduated, I was sitting on this huge boulder that was in the yard of the recovery house and separating it was a graveyard from my psychiatrist's liquor store office. (laughs) And um, though I, you know, psychiatrists aren't bad. I see one today, but I was like using, you know what I mean? There's a difference. Mm -hmm. All I have to do is walk across the graveyard if I want to go back to that. And that was very symbolic to me. Oh, yeah. It was right around the time I was graduating. And I remember sitting there and I said, you know what? Nothing can take this away from me. Nothing can take this feeling away from me. Nothing. It's not dependent on anything or anyone. Mm-hmm. It is a testimony. Yep. All I had to do is walk across the graveyard if I wanted to go back. Then I kept telling my sponsees years later to go sit on that same rock, but they moved it. They're yeah. like, what are you talking about? But I hadn't been there. <laughs> but just go sit on the big rock. Just get out uh, of the chaos. Yeah, God, how, can, how can you miss a big rock? What's wrong with you? Sit on the rock and get quiet. <laughs> get quiet. It's awesome. Right. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, before we wrap up, is there anything else that, that you'd like to say to everybody or? Yeah, I mean, so when I got fired, I will say this. When I got fired from a job, it really was just a lot of politics involved. But I started okay. my, I started a podcast and I have never, ever, ever really advertised it or it was mainly for me mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. i will tell you because i re- recorded a couple episodes one in particular about home okay and it's one of the last ones but my podcast is called earth mermaid evolution okay and it is being able to just we feel a little bit different we love a little bit harder yeah and sometimes that's what that the whole meaning and there's an episode on it but earth mermaid evolution is on itunes okay i also have documented um a lot of this journey that i'm waiting to put out in some way um yeah you sent me the link i haven't had it you sent it to me yesterday i haven't had a chance to listen to any of them yet but yeah i'm i'm really interested to see this turn into like a memoir book or something I want it to. Yeah. I'm actually going to write a children's book on some one premonition that I had, spiritual experience in Veil by a river. Nice. Um, but Earth Mermaid Evolution is my podcast. And when okay. there's other things, like, because it's going to take shape somehow, I'm still going through it and I'm still being respectful. Mm-hmm. But my message and all of those, like I have, I have recordings of packing my things in my old home. Mm-hmm. Like, I want people to know that if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. We are not different. We are a bunch of Facebook avatars. Yeah. Just wanting love. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, well, I think it's important and that's why I do my daily reflections that people see us in every facet. Right. Um, I've been on my daily reflections in full blown PTSD land, walking into the emergency room, doing my daily reflection saying, God is good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's what, that's what needs to be shown because I, out of nowhere, I hear about people committing suicide all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like I never saw that coming. Yeah. I don't and feel it. I no longer feel ashamed. Right. I've accepted it and I love who I am today, including my PTSD. I right. love it too. Cause it makes me, it gives me a unique look on life also. I actually yeah. have benefits from having PTSD. I see yes. just a little differently. See the gifts. That's yeah. an honor and a privilege because there you're you going to connect differently. Yeah. People don't all connect the same. No. But, um, and so, but so it's cool when 
And that that's what's great about recovery, though, is you and I kind of come from opposites. You know, you were a single kid. I've got eight brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. you know, but we can sit down and still communicate and empathize with each other on what's going on, exactly. even though there were different situations. Right. Because the feelings behind them are the same. Absolutely. And a lot of the time, the result is the same. And so are the gifts. Um, yeah. Like, like and that's why I encourage them. people to take what you can and leave the rest wherever you are, not just in meetings, but in yeah. life. Everywhere. Take what you can and leave the rest and leave your mind open because it will totally transform your whole state. It will. Like, don't be closed minded about anything. Take what you can and leave the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, I think that's a great place to, to, to end it. Um, um, I got a suggestion from my home group uh, from somebody that I was pissed at at the time. And now I love my home group, you know, Yeah. but that's because I was willing to listen and open-minded. Um, and, you know, now I've gotten speakers from it and more friends. And, you know, now if I would, well, that guy's saying something, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. So now, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, asshole. <laughs> yeah exactly Love you, dude. <laughs> don't limit yourself to what you can do or where you don't can go just do that because you yeah. can't take what you can and leave yeah, the- that is so unfair to yourself and uncool <laughs> man be nice to yeah. yourself Seriously, all right guys <laughs> thank you for being on and taking your time yeah, thank you so much for having me i enjoyed it a lot yeah this was a yeah. lot of fun i'm gonna I, I look forward to seeing you in more meetings and and um (laughs) and i appreciate it thank you everybody for listening today i hope you have a great tuesday this has been a raw recovery with your host dion miller i love you all peace out and have a day